0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, Winbet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the Winbet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Pie. April 1st at 7.30pm, SGP will be at the Ice House in Los Angeles, so come hang out with the crew. All the info is available at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. <laughs> You are listening to a bonus edition of the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. This is a special international edition, primarily focusing on the Euro 2024 qualifiers. We are also going to address the Antonio Conte situation at the top of the show. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network as well. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account. That is at Lockbettingcom. That's at Lockbettingcom at LockBetting.com is the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. LockBetting.com is the website that has provided my clients with 117 months in a row of transparent track profit. There is also a LockBetting podcast that is free. That is the home of Das Bundesliga Show, the show that was formerly here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is now available over on the LockBetting Podcast for free. If you want to do your research on lockbetting, it's easy to do. Over at lockbetting.com, we have all of the spreadsheets to prove that we are actually transparent and tracked. And also, the the most recent spreadsheet, if you want to just look quickly, is available on Twitter. It's the pin tweet of the Twitter account I just mentioned, at lockbetting.com. That's at lockbetting.com. At lockbetting.com is the same handle for the TikTok account. The TikTok provides you with very easy to digest 30 to 45 second videos, giving you key betting information. And we post those very same videos onto Instagram, the Instagram is simply at Lock Betting. So, moving on with this edition of the EPL Show, I did not want to wait until the Premier League returned to have a look at this, have a look into this Antonio Conte situation. So, we are going to play you the clip. This is the outburst that he had after the three-three draw against Southampton when Tottenham relinquished a 3-1 lead in the game. They are 1-0 up, got pegged back to 1-0. They then got got themselves 3-1 in front, and then they blew that lead, and Antonio Conte subsequently blew his lid. This is an incredible outburst, yet Tottenham are still yet to fire Antonio Conte. It was very much rumoured that they would take action, and definitely by today. So far, nothing has happened. Perhaps they've decided that They don't want to pay the compensation. Maybe they've decided that that's their best way to get into the Champions League and they're just going to let him get away with that because he's going at the end of the season anyway and um, they would have a much lesser chance with Ryan Mason in charge or maybe, which is the most unlikely scenario, they've decided that everything he said was correct and they are going to stick with Conte 100% support him. I very, very much doubt that to be the case. I don't even think Antonio Conte even wants to be be there. And the difference between being sacked and walking away is if you walk out, you don't get your compensation. And this guy is on massive money. I believe it's around £15 million per year, which is $20 million. So even though his contract does run out at the end of the season, They're still going to end up paying him about three or four million, which he obviously wants. And if they sack him, they'll pay him that money. And if they don't sack him and he walks, he doesn't get that money and he ain't walking. So let's have a listen to what Antonio Conte had to say.
1: You are finding an alibi, another, another alibi. You try to find alibi or an excuse for, for for the players. Okay, continue, continue to do this, to find excuse for the players. You do only this, you do only this excuse for the players. Yeah, but the players maybe my my future and then okay, they they lost they lost confidence, they lost spirit, they lost to, to be a team. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Try to plot it. Try to plot it every time. And uh, this situation. Ah, come on, come on, come on. We are professional. We, we, we paid, the club paid us a lot of money. The players receive money. Me, receive money. You understand? Not to be, to find excuse and uh, don't have spirit or, or, or don't show the sense of belongings. I don't show uh, sense of responsibility because we are showing this and for me, this is unacceptable for me because this is the first time in my career to see a situation like this. And until now, I wasn't able to change, not to change, but compare last season, the situation went to become worst. Why, Antonio? Why do you think it is like this? Why? Bah! I don't know, because they are used here. They are used here. Don't play for, uh, for, uh, for something important. Yeah. And, uh, they don't play, uh, they don't want to play under pressure. They don't want to play under stress. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's easy in this way. And Tottenham, Tottenham's story is this. 20 years that there is the owner and never won something. But why? Only for, the the is only for the club or for the every manager that stay here. And I have seen eh, the manager that Tottenham had on the bench. You risk to disrupt the figure of the manager and to protect the other situation in every moment. And now. Now, until now, I tried to hide the situation, but now no, because I repeat, I don't want to see what I have seen today, because this is unacceptable. Also, for the respect for the fans, they follow us, pay the tickets, and to see the team another time to have this type of performance for me, I repeat, this is unacceptable, and. uh, you have to think a lot. You have to think a lot about about this. Last one, please. Yes, thank you. Antonio, last week you said that
0: you saw the fire in the eyes of your players again. What what has changed between now and this game, and how much
1: is it your responsibility to motivate them? I said that I want to see the fire, not that I have seen. It's different. I said that I want to see the fire into the eyes I want to see the fire into the heart I want to see the right spirit okay and not only in the generation into the pitch because here you have to make the difference and I'm not seeing this and until now I try to hide the situation but now oh there are ten games to go, and uh, something, something thinks uh, that we can fight. We can fight for what? With this spirit, uh, with this attitude, with this commitment. For what? For the seventh, eighth place, ninth place. I'm not used to this position. I'm really upset, and everybody has to take the responsibility. Not only the club, not only the 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 the, the, the manager, the staff. The player has to be involved. In this situation, because it's time to change the situation. If Tottenham wants to change, if they want to continue in this way, they can can change manager, a lot of manager, but the situation cannot change. Believe me. Thank you very much.
0: Just wow! I don't think you'll ever hear anything like that again from any coach or any manager. And the fact that he hasn't been sacked yet for that is just crazy to me. Um, although, in saying that, he wasn't entirely blaming the owners. He was saying that there was a poor culture at the club with the players and the players had been getting away with it, manager to manager. If any of that was lost in translation, I believe that's what he was trying to say. But ultimately these are the players that you've got to get to come play with play for you when you come back and who are you blaming what players are to blame because obviously you can't be fully transparent i mean that was transparent as as can be but still it wasn't transparent to the point where it went to a crazy territory where he was singling out individual players but it's difficult to know who you're talking about. Are you talking about somebody like Harry Kane, for example, who is scoring goals to you but having a good season, but he's the captain? Is it his job on the pitch to implement what you want from the sidelines? Are you talking about players like Son and Richarlison who have massively overperformed? Basuma a signing that hasn't worked. Um, are you talking specifically about your defenders who who ship those goals at the end of the game? I don't know who is the scapegoat or who he's most angry with here. Um, I do know that Antonio Conte as a manager is not really liked, hasn't been liked in in England. By, by teams that he's played with. I know Chelsea won the league under him, but they were quite happy to see him go after his second season because they just absolutely hated the training and the way he had them playing in the games and... And especially the way that he just trained them so hard, so excessively hard. And I understand that a lot of the Tottenham players are not fans of it. At least that's what's been leaking out. And a lot of them would be quite happy to see him go. But this is a serial winner. This is someone who does get it done from club to club to club. But he can't seem to get it done at Tottenham. And it's obviously frustrating for him. And he's let his frustrations out in that interview. So that is the... um, that is the situation there. And um, we'll see what happens. As I said, as things stand, nothing has happened as a result of that. Antonio Conte still has his job as the as the Tottenham manager. And um, we'll wait and see what happens in the next um in the next 24 hours or so. So before we move on to covering the international games, as I said. This is a special international edition of the EPL show where we will primarily be focusing on the Euro 2024 qualifiers. You don't really want to stray too much into friendlies, particularly at this time of the season. I mean, even at this time of the season, you need to take that into account with your qualification games as well, because even though they are important competitive games, Some players are still going to be primarily focused in what they're doing with their domestic season, with trophies on the line at this point of the season. So you have to be very, very careful. But before we start looking at all of that, let me quickly tell you guys about Winbet. Winbet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gathering Podcast Network. Winbet is active in a bunch of states, including Massachusetts. March Madness is here so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today at WinBet to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for our dJs only if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There is so much to choose from. All you need to do is head over to winbet.com or download the winbet app the offer is subject to change terms and conditions available at winbet.com must be twenty one or older and present The they will pay for winbet is available if you want something has a gallon problem call one 800 let me also tell you guys about a couple of opportunities to hang out with the guys at the sgp the sgp guys are actually going to be hosting a final four watch party at the historic ice house in pasadena california on Saturday, the 1st of April, at 7.30pm. Get all the details at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. I'm actually going to be in California that weekend as well for WrestleMania. Don't know if I'll make the Ice House because at the same time as WrestleMania, unless people are getting there super early, but I will be around the California area. I will be recording a live edition of the Soccer Gambling Podcast next week. Also, if you're looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament or the, golf, the biggest golf tournament in the world, you can win a three night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang out with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. All you need to do is go to sportsgallonpodcast.com com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP SGP15. By winning this prize, you're not obligated to hang out with Sean and Ryan. So moving on with the with the games that we want to cover here. So it's a hand picked selection of games. Some of these games I feel strongly about other games we're just covering because they are big games so it's similar in some ways to the European show I do I do a European show every week where I take a selection of games from podcasts that I don't already cover so I don't cover any games from Italy don't cover any games from the EPL and don't cover any games from the Bundesliga show which is a show that's on lock betting but then I do look at games from France La Liga and all the other leagues from across Europe and just put them onto one podcast so this is a bonus show I do exclusively for my clients over at lockbetting.com you can actually get that without subscribing to the picks. You can just get that as a bonus podcast. So I encourage you guys to check that out. So this is similar to that. But on that show, all the picks are like premium picks because they're very, very carefully selected from around Europe. Here, we're doing a mixture of that. We're covering some games that I do like. But some games I'm just putting here because they are big games. And I think people will want to hear my point of view on them. Um, The first game that falls into that category is this game here between Italy and England. A rematch of the Euro 2020 final. And Italy are the 7-4 underdogs to win this game. It's 11-5 on the draw with England, the very narrow favourites here at the price of 13 to 8. Now, this is a tough one for me to handicap. Initially, I wanted no part of England because they have a lot of players there that are playing for stuff. You have Manchester United players, you have Arsenal players, you have Manchester City players, and nobody wants to get injured for the run in as we head towards the end of the season. However, I've recently learned today that Italy are missing a number of players in this squad, and have actually had to call up four uncapped players to the squad. So that doesn't really put you in the best position to go up against an England team who, despite the fact that some players may be looking ahead to the league season, and this is a big distraction, they will want to win these two games coming up against Italy and Ukraine, because Italy and Ukraine are the two toughest opponents in the group. So if you can take points here, and I think four points would be a good return I think England will be already in a strong position to qualify. I think there's an outside chance that this one ends up being a draw. I think the draw price at around about 11 to 5, 12 to 5 could be a decent option here. Four of the last five meetings between Italy and England have finished level after 90 minutes. And with easier games down the line, both of them might be cautious and not wanting to lose to the other. And both of them might settle for this draw relatively early. Now, when you're looking at players not wanting to get injured, when you're looking at the fact that there are so many games ahead and this is just the opener in the group stage, a draw would not be a terrible result for either team. England getting a draw away to Italy would be a good result in Italy with players missing having to call for uncut players that would also be a relatively decent result for them as well. Three of the last five meetings have actually finished a in a 1-1 scoreline a 1-1 scoreline here is available at 6 to 1 plus 100 but I'm going to start with a with a big um plus money play here. I'm going to give you the draw at 11 to 5. I think if anybody does win this game I would lean England I do think they are capable of finding the moment of quality with the players they have to win this game. England in the draw no bet market as a pick are available at 4-5 minus 125. So I have no interest in the money line, but I may be interested in taking England as a pick here because this pushes if it's a draw anyway, and you cash if England win the game. I don't think England are going to lose this game. I think England should be able to come away with the point that they need. Or not that they need, but they, but they would be happy with. And uh, I think there is a possibility that if anybody wins it, it will be England here in this one. Up next, I'm going to stick with Thursday, and I'm going to look at a game here between Denmark and Finland, where Denmark are one to three favourites. It's four to one on the draw, and it's ten to one here on Finland. I think Denmark may struggle to, to win this game and definitely win this game convincingly. They're without several key players here through injury. They are missing uh, Jesper Lindstrom. They're missing Christian Eriksen. They're missing Andrus Slob. Olsen, they're missing Kasper Dolberg and it's definitely going to take some time to gel. And I think they'll be happy just to get over the line here in this one. Finland are a team who can frustrate you. They were level at the break in their last two Nations League away games and they can definitely frustrate a Denmark team here who are missing key players and who have actually failed to score a first half goal in six of their last nine games and are also coming off a horrible performance at the World Cup. So I will take Denmark to get it done, and uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Six of the last nine meetings between these two teams have featured one goal or less. So taking Denmark to nick this game 1-0 and getting it at the price of 6-1, does represent some solid value here. My main selection for this game will be simply to take Denmark to win it and to tack on the under three and a half goals as I don't see four goals in this game. And that's available at the price of four to five minus 125 as I like Denmark to find a way to squeak past Switzerland here in this one. The final Thursday game I'm going to look at here is Portugal at home to Liechtenstein. Now, it's not worth looking at the money line price or any of the prices in that market because Portugal are the 1 to 40 favourites to win this game. So obviously, Portugal are going to win. It's just a case of by how much. And uh, this is a game where they get a new manager bounce. Um, I'm not sure how much of a new manager bounce that you get in international football. I don't really know the historical data that relates to a new manager bounce, but Roberto Martinez has managed to move on from Belgium and he surprisingly gets himself another top job as the coach of another top team by managing Portugal. Now, this guy doesn't necessarily have the best managerial record. He did did well at Swansea, and managed to move on to, um, to Wigan, where in a major upset, he did go on to win the FA Cup as the Wigan manager. And this obviously massively um, raised his stock, and he ended up getting the Everton job. But he was ultimately a failure at Everton. He was sacked in 2016 and somehow got the Belgium job. And he did nothing as the Belgian manager with Belgium's golden generation. Yes, he did end up reaching a World Cup semi-final where he lost to France. And a lot of people are of the opinion, and I am too, that um, that was the real World Cup final because the winner of that was always going to win the World Cup, in my opinion. But um, that's his biggest achievement, getting to the semi-final with a really, really good Belgium team. So I'm not sure what's expected of him here at Portugal because Portugal have a another crop of great players coming through when you look at the likes of uh, Felix and Raphael et al, and I'm just not so sure if um, Roberto Martinez is the right manager to get the most out of him. But he has the opportunity to start well. And I think uh, Portugal will start well here with a resounding win. I think you're going to be looking at a 5-6-7-0 victory here. This Liechtenstein team have struggled for goals and have failed to score in 11 of the last 12 games. You cannot expect any kind of contribution from them. Portugal have scored 12 goals in six games at the World Cup, including six against Switzerland. Portugal's recent games against low-ranked teams have ended 5-0 against Belgium and 3-0 against Azerbaijan. And uh, Lichtenstein's, last, Lichtenstein's last game against a top-10-ranked team was when they played Germany, and they lost that game by nine goals to nil. Now, for my selection here for this game, we're not going to need nine goals, but we are going to need five. So I'm going to take Portugal here to cover... A minus 4.5 Asian handicap line here that's available at the price of four to six minus one fifty. I do think Roberto Martinez's team are going to start with a convincing win. I'd be very, very surprised if they can't score five goals or more against this Liechtenstein team. And that's going to be my selection here for this one. Your final game on Thursday that I'm going to look at between newly managed Portugal and Liechtenstein. Before we move on to the remaining games, we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College pick is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favourite college basketball props as well. Head over to sportsgallendpockers.com. Use your promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and your promo code SGPN. We now move on to Friday, and this is a huge game that we're going to start with. And unlike the England game, this one hasn't been included just because it's a big game. I have a strong lean here on the winner of this game. It's France versus the Netherlands, France versus Holland. And France are the even money favourites on the money line to win this game. So even money plus 100. It's 5-2 to two on the draw, and the Netherlands here are the 3-1 three plus 300 underdogs. This is a game where I see France winning it. I think this will be a France team looking to bounce back from the disappointment of the World Cup final. And they'll be looking to start their world, uh, sorry, their Euro 2024 qualifying campaign with a win. And I think they're up against opponents that whilst they are strong on paper, I feel they are vulnerable here in this spot. This is a France team who came within touching distance of winning back-to-back World Cups in December, losing out on penalties. Whilst Holland, they also had a good World Cup. They also went out by losing to the Netherlands on penalties. And what that meant is whilst managed by Louis van Gaal, Who was the ex-manager? They never lost a World Cup game. He eliminated. He was eliminated from two tournaments via penalty shootout. An incredible statistic. Well, Louis Van Gaal, who massively motivated this team and got the players playing for him, he's no longer here, and they've made the rather underwhelming appointment of Ronald Koeman. Koeman's recent managerial managerial experiences leave a lot to be desired. He failed at Everton. He failed at Barcelona. And uh, this could be a team in transition, while France, they could be a team looking to bounce back from the World Cup final and able to take full advantage here in this situation. France are a team who have actually won five of the last six meetings between these two sides. This could be a game that produces goals because France's games have been producing goals as of late. Both teams have scored in five of France's last seven matches and five of France's last seven games have also produced over two and a half goals. Obviously, those games are from the World Cup. Where, where France were a very entertaining team to watch. But here, I think they can get over the line at home. As I said, they've won five of the last six meetings between these two teams. I'm not so worried about France when they play a top team. I'm more worried about France when they play a minnow because they seem to play down to their opponents. There seems to be an arrogance about France. Um, but they're a team who, in this window... I'm not worried about in terms of their players because if you look at the players who play for them, players who play for Paris Saint-Germain, players who play in the back line, if if they go with a team that I think they will, I've gone through... Most of the players individually and the team lineup I've come up with, I don't see a lot of slot at stake for those players for the rest of the season. For example, if you look at someone like Kylian Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe has nothing to play for at Paris. They're going to win the league, but they're out of everything else. They're out of the Champions League or even out of the Cups. So um, there's nothing to play for for him. So this is a game where he can go all out. I look at most of the players and I think they can go all out here. And um, I think France will be able to get it done. So I'm going to take France to give Ronald Koeman a losing start as the Holland manager. France, as I said, are available even money plus 100. And we'll take France at that price on the money line here in this one. Up next, I'm going to move away from Euro 2024. And I'm going to look at a friendly game as Argentina celebrate their homecoming after winning the World Cup they will have a very winnable friendly against panama tomorrow night and argentina are of course the overwhelming favorites to win this game at the price of 1 to 20 it's 10 to 1 on the draw and it's 22 to 1 here on panama a lot of people will be expecting argentina to go crazy here and have a big statement win I think Panama will come here and set up defensively to try and frustrate the Argentinians who I think are going to feel what it's like to be the world champions because even in friendlies, I think teams are going to want to get a positive result against you. So I don't actually see this being a 5-6-0 game. I'm going to take Argentina And the under four and a half goals here, which is available at the price of 10 to 13. The reason I like that play, Argentina to win is simple. They've won 11 of the last 12 matches. They are the world champions. But five of Panama's last seven games have gone under two and a half goals. Panama are coming off a 1-0 win against Canada recently. We saw Canada were a decent side at the World Cup, despite the fact they lost All three games are very competitive, particularly against Belgium. Um, This Panama side have only conceded 19 goals in their 14 games during their World Cup qualification. And I also think that um, Argentina will be in a celebratory mood. And at some point, I think they will take their foot off the gas. I think this can work both ways. They can get themselves ahead and then take their foot off the gas. Or they can be frustrated and take a while to get the breakthrough. But I don't think this is going to get two to five goals. As a hedge, I would recommend taking an individual bet on the five nil scoreline. I'm not worried about Panama scoring. Prior to the World Cup, at least, Argentina were a very, very defensively solid team before they conceded those two goals against the Saudis. But after that, they did go on to keep three clean sheets in their next five games. They kept clean sheets in their next two group games. They did concede a consolation goal against Australia. They allowed Holland back into the game, but then they kept a clean sheet against Croatia as well. So I'm not expecting Panama to score. So I'm comfortable taking Argentina and the under four and a half goals with a small hedge On the 5-0 scoreline just in case. That's how I would be tackling this game. But Panama are no mugs, especially defensively. They'll come here to frustrate Argentina and ruin the party. And um, I just don't see Argentina winning this by by 5, 6 or 7. So uh, Argentina and under 4.5 goals with a hedge on Argentina to win this game by 5 goals to nil. The final game I'm going to look at here is in the CONCACAF Nations League. So I picked this one out specifically for you guys so I can talk about the USA. The USA go away to Grenada and the US are the 1-33 to favourites to win this game. It's 14-1 on the draw and Grenada are the 40-1 to 1 underdogs to win this game. This should be... A comfortable and convincing win for the USA. I'm going to take a punt on USA to beat their team total here of over three and a half goals. If the USA can't score four goals in this game, I would be very, very disappointed. The USA looked capable of scoring goals in the World Cup. They looked capable of creating chances against every team that they played against. And um, when you're coming up here against weaker opposition like Grenada, you should certainly be able to put the ball in the back of the net. So I'm going to take USA to get the job done here. I'm going to take them to surpass their over three and a half goal team total. USA beat Grenada 5-0 at home last June. And I think a similar outcome is possible here in this one. Grenada have won just two of the last 12 matches. USA have won the last two meetings with Grenada by an aggregate score of 9-0 with six of Grenada's last nine matches going over three and a half goals. But um, we're not interested in Grenada contributing here. We just want USA to win this convincingly and... um, With six of Grenada's last nine games going over three and a half goals, you'd think if this does go over three and a half goals, that USA will be able to get that team total by themselves for us with Grenada unlikely to contribute here against this USA team. As I said, I'd be disappointed if I was a USA fan if they can't score four goals in this game. So your final selection here, your final lean here for the show will be USA to surpass their team total of over three and a half goals at the price of even money, plus 100 here in this one. Closing out with your lock on the show. Lots of stuff I like on this show. I'm torn between backing the Roberto Martinez manager bounce or going against Ronald Koeman and taking the bounce back for France. I've landed on the bounce back here for France. I think the team that they'll put out won't be distracted by going back to their domestic league, won't be worried about injuries. I think there'll be full commitment here from the French team, and they're going up against a the team they've beaten in five of the last six meetings against the manager, who I find to be quite underwhelming. So, your luck here once again on the show is France on the money line at the price of even money plus 100. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening.